What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Multifamily Mondays. Today is January 16th, 2023. Still very early on in the year, making some good headway, some good progress this year. Um, Today, I am actually going to a warehouse that is in the Warehouse Arts District to talk about a listing. And uh, it's about 10,000 square feet, really popular area. Uh, Price per square foot over there has gone from about $60.00 to 180 in less than three years pretty crazy to 3x your investment in three years anyway um in today's reading was from your next five moves with patrick that david and i love this book i'm constantly underwriting stuff and just chock full of gold nuggets and now that i've been completing the power list um i also add my key takeaways to every one of those and i think what i'm going to start doing is posting those key takeaways on a daily basis on my Instagram. You can follow my Instagram at Matt Grezicki. It's just M-A-T-T-G-R-E-E-Z-I-C-K-I. And uh, check them out. I posted today's takeaways, which I'm going to go over with you and how that relates to real estate as a whole. So, first quote. If you don't talk about what you believe in, what your views are, and who you are as an individual. The world is going to decide who you are. It's up to you to control the narrative. That's Patrick that David for you. So it's very true, you know, because all growing up, I was always that quiet kid. And my dad always told me, be the cowboy. And I never really understood what the hell that meant. But he basically just meant that, you know, be respected, keep your, you know, thoughts to yourself, be a little, have a little touch of mystery to you, Um, you know, have courage, be brave, stuff like that. But basically, um, in the book, he was talking about how social media is a great equalizer. And if people are going to talk bad about you, all they have to do is look you up and see who you are. And if what they heard is in alignment with what they see. So people aren't stupid. They can know. They can tell. You can easily find out. So I'm not here to hide anything. And I want to start sharing who I am, what I'm about, and the mission that I'm on with all of you. So some things to think about for yourself as well. Um, and moving into the next part, if you're not shameless, no one will know who you are. And it's very true. And it's not talking about, you know, having bad morals or doing things that you aren't supposed to be doing and then, you know, just not caring about it. Um, What that's really saying is to be bold and to take a chance and be the kind of person that somebody's going to remember. So if you think about all the people that you know that are like in absolute character and they're successful, you're not the only person that thinks about them that way and makes them memorable. So in other words, what are you confident about and what makes you memorable? Um, Number three, three out of three here. I'm cocky in preparation. I am confident in preparation and I am always humble in victory or defeat. And that's by Conor McGregor. So 
what I really love about that quote is that he's he's obviously very confident in his future ability. And like Andy Frisella always says in his podcast, you know, the work comes before the belief. And as you start doing the work, the belief comes naturally. And when championship level teams are competing, they expect to win. So if you're not expecting to win, maybe that's a reflection of the work that you're putting in. So then I'm confident in preparation. Like I was just saying, work comes before the belief and you expect to win. And then humble in victory or defeat. That's so true. And, you know, I've always had this kind of quote or mantra, which is humbly aggressive. Stay humble, stay hungry, stuff like that. And basically, if you're winning at the top of your game, you know, it's always striving for more. It's striving for that best version of yourself, not leaving anything on the table. And that's really what 75 Heart teaches you how to do. But anyway, um, that's pretty much all that I got for you all today. Um, got some pretty exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. I've got some help finally coming onto the team. I'm building out a CRM. Um, I have about 5,000 off-market leads that we're going to be turning through that has taken me a year to come up with. A year. And every single one of those folders that has a bunch of leads in it um, probably has about 20 to 180 leads in it per folder. And there's a bunch of them. And uh, yeah, so... Anyway, that being said, uh, if you're not on the email list, you'd like to be on the email list, and you're looking for cash flow properties, you're looking for an acquisitionist, give me a call, send me an email. You can send me an email to Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, at KW Commercial. I'm based out of Greater Tampa Bay. I've done transactions on the East Coast. I've done transactions pretty much in the panhandle, um, you know, all the way up there in like Panama. Um, anyway, if you're interested, check it out, check out my website and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks y'all. What's up everyone. Today is January 21st, 2023. And today there was a multifamily mindset event that was blasted all over Instagram. Me being a multifamily broker, I figured I could go make some really good connections. So I got here a little bit early um, and just kind of looking around, you know, it looks like there might be some investors there, some people, blah, blah, blah. And it was some guy, this is how these events always go. The guy that you saw in the advertisement that owns over a thousand units, um, you know, is telling you to go to this event and yada, yada, yada. And then you get there and it's some dude that's not even the guy that you saw. And basically he goes through the entire script the whole time. And it's like, okay, we're going to teach you how to structure deals. We're going to teach you how to syndicate deals. We're going to teach you how to get deal flow. We're going to teach you uh, how to underwrite deals. We're, you know, I'm going to teach you how to do the whole nine yards. And this is a property that we bought five years ago for $25,000 a door. 
and uh, we sold it and made a 120 plus percent profit and you can do the same thing and you know this is a story of this one group that we had that uh, you know this lady got a deal on her contract and uh, 12 of them ended up jumping on the GP of this thing and they took the deal down and you know, I'm like okay first off you should really never ever have more than like three maybe four people on the GP um, second of all, a lot of these people here, like you can tell they don't really have like serious money and they're just trying to get into it. And, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, they were selling this, this, um, three day boot camp for $1,500 a piece. And I watched at least a dozen people sign up for this thing. They straight up just made $18,000 at least off of those people in there. And this was one event that they've done out of like seven or eight just in the Tampa Bay area over the last like five days. I mean, just crazy. I mean, really, it's just crazy um, to watch somebody make $18,000 in one fell swoop um, yeah, just crazy. So basically I was the only multifamily broker in that entire room of probably 120 people. And it just spoke volumes to me. Like everybody thought that they were going to go there and like learn something. And they really didn't tell you anything that you couldn't find out for free on YouTube. And then they said, now we're really going to teach you how to do it. And then you know, it's $1,500. And of course, they don't tell you before you get dressed, brush your teeth, get in your car, fill up your gas tank, get here, you know, just to go through some of that bullshit. And a lot of people don't have the funds to do it. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's a uh, seems a bit like a scrappy business. Um, and as a broker that comes across a lot of these deals that has been building out my business and I make the cold calls and I come across the deals and I build the relationships, you know, all it really is is just cold calls and being a good person, knowing your stuff. It just takes time and making the calls and it doesn't even have to be cold calls, just like following up and just building the relationships. So Anyway, um, that's something that I have found and it just bothers me that they could that easily make $18,000 in one hour and walk away with all this money. Like just crazy. Just in one day. I mean, in five days, if they had seven events, say, you know, $20,000 an event, I mean, they just made $140,000 in like five or six days. And guess what? You know, they're going to take that money, you know, pay off the people that are doing the presentations and support staff and the venue um, and the travel expenses, all of that together. I couldn't imagine being all that expensive. And they're going to take that money and use it as a down payment on a property. You know, it's just... They're like funding their own acquisitions through teaching people how to go out there and acquire properties 
and they don't have the money to do the deals themselves. But if they all just pulled their money together themselves, they could do the deal. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's almost like a 506C offering in a way, but just kind of skirting the rules a little bit. Um, because they're, anyway. It also made me realize that when I go out there and I do an Eventbrite event and I get people to come to my event, and, you know, I charge, I charged $150 for a sit down lunch with me for an underwriting template that I used to underwrite deals and for 20 off market skip trace leads that I pay my virtual assistant to do the data entry for, and then I make all the cold calls. And if we get a lead and do a deal together, then obviously I'd represent you and, you know, earn my commission further that way. So anyway, that's something that I do. And I did for $150. And for that three day thing, all they do is, you know, say, do this, 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 and this, which I'm sure there's free resources on YouTube to do that. But I guess you're really paying for the network of like-minded people that are really invested. Um, I don't know. It's just still mind boggling to me that people would pay that when all they really need to do is build relationships with as many multifamily brokers as they can make the calls themselves and make the offers, you know? So Either way, to each their own, but uh, maybe need to start raising my prices. And the thing that makes me different is I have dozens and dozens of actual deals that these people can go offer on right now. So, I don't know. I think that puts me a step ahead. Anyway, food for thought. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow. Hello, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode. Um, real quick short one. Basically, I just having this conversation with my girlfriend and you know, I've got a loaded calendar. I've got my five critical tasks that I do every day in addition to doing 75 hard on a daily basis. And right now, um, you know, we cleaned the apartment, did all the dishes, you know, did all that. It took some time. I listed some stuff on Facebook Marketplace that I've been wanting to sell for a while. And I still have studying that I need to do. I've got to write up two separate team agreements. I've got a Ocala business plan to finish writing up. I've got a presentation to prepare for on Monday. And <coughs> I still have an outdoor workout and indoor workout to complete. I went to a networking event this morning. Uh, in Tampa for a multifamily group and ultimately uh, it seemed a little bit more of a gimmick than a networking group but that's neither here nor there anyway and so you know she wanted to drive 25 minutes to go to a Target because there's an Ulta over there and you know, she said she wanted to go there because it takes 10 minutes or $10 
uh, to ship it, and it, it makes more sense in her mind to go and go pick it up. And I think it's more of a spending the time together type of thing, but what I'm getting at here is being able to draw that hard line because ultimately if she needed $10 because she didn't want to pay for the shipping, I would just give that to her. And then instead of spending the next two hours going to Ulta and Target to buy a birthday card, which we can buy literally by walking across the street to Publix, um, you know, I'd rather take those two hours and go to the movies, go to the beach, go to lunch. Um, I don't know, go paint like something, you know, uh, that's more enjoyable than running errands. Um, in my opinion, the quality of time in that scenario is way higher than running errands. And if we're not going to spend a full two hours, you know, spending the quality time together that we would have been running those errands, I would rather take that time and do something productive with it like I'm doing right now, which is an outdoor workout. And then I'm going to go back. I'm going to knock out a couple things that I have to do uh, for the team agreement. And then I'm going to wait till she gets back so we can do the indoor workout together. So, you know, that to me is time more well spent. Um, And ultimately, it's just the pursuit of your goals. How bad do you want it? You have to give up these certain things. And, you know, I'm no relationship expert, but I know that ultimately she'll respect me more for drawing that hard line and having those core beliefs that I will deviate from. Because if I let it go now, it'll keep on going on and being dragged out. And I love her to death, but, you know, I have to keep driving for my business because everything that I do now, especially now at 24 years old, is exponentially more important and will carry over the momentum way further down the line. So... Anyway, something for you all to think about, about drawing those hard lines and, you know, making sure that your time is worth more than the $10 that would be saved by shipping something versus taking two hours to drive somewhere, spend the gas money to go and get it. So, you know, I hate to hate to be kind of a hard ass here, but ultimately I know my time's worth more than $10 an hour and I have to utilize that to the fullest. It's Saturday. I don't, there is no days off. I don't clock in. I don't clock out. My mentality is that of a business owner and your business, when you're building it up and it's not at the point that it can function without you, needs all of your attention so keep that in mind as you're building your business anyway that's all have a great one what's up everybody welcome to another episode of multifamily mondays 
Um, out here today with a little update. Today is January 30th, 2023. And as I'm out here walking around tonight, getting my second outdoor workout in today, wanted to do a little recap uh, from things that occurred since last week. And, you know, on the now third week of training the new associate and things are going pretty good. We are working on some more cold calls, just tweaking up, fine-tuning a couple things, I think really rounding out the whole picture now. And um, yeah, the, the VA is cranking through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the owners for these properties that we're going to be calling on. So we just finished uh, now phase two today, and we're moving on to phase three tomorrow, which is actually getting the phone numbers. So the thing that you have to be careful about with phase three, though, is that a lot of these providers that will get you the phone numbers and whatnot, uh, they will actually limit you to your number of searches on a weekly, monthly basis or whatever. So you need to make sure that you are, you know, ballpark staying under that number so your account doesn't get flagged and then they lock you out for two months. So, uh, that being said, we need to uh, keep that in mind. But excited for phase three. Um, gonna keep rounding out uh, new exports so that way we're keeping the VA going, but also, um, you know, getting that list going. So, anyway, by the end of this, uh, we're gonna have way more leads than we can even call. It's going to be freaking awesome, and uh, I'm really excited, but we've got now five property packets created from leads that we've drummed up since last week, and these property packets we've sent out to a few folks, and I mean, we've got a triplex that's a four-bed, two-bath, and two two-one units that is for sale, and it's in Kennesaw City, which is north of Pasadena, um, here in St. Pete. And anyway, um, guy wants 550 for it. I think that's totally doable. You can get like 24 or 2,500 bucks for the four, two, and then something like 1500 for the, for the two ones. So 3000 plus 2,500. You're at 5,500. The guy wants 550,000. That meets the 1% rule. So, you know, that right there is pretty cool. Uh, those numbers make sense. And that's a deal that someone's going to do. And we have it right now. So, just a matter of time before we get that going and get that in front of the right people. But we got that one. We got another quadplex that's in treasure island and the owner is willing to offer seller financing so that's pretty cool and then we've got a duplex slash triplex uh in north st pete it's currently operating as a duplex it's got commercial zoning actually so a little, a little versatile there you can do some more things with it and uh then the back unit still needs to be renovated but the owner of that one wants 600000 which is pretty high, especially considering that there's still work that needs to be done on it. And they just bought it last year 
but I think they'll they'll look at an offer if you know what I mean. Um, and then let's see what else. Um, got a triplex in Lakeland, all one one units block. It's been well maintained and going for two hundred and sixty five thousand. So again, not bad. Under hundred thousand a door. Uh, it's near downtown Lakeland. I want to do that deal. I'm pretty sure I got people out there for that. And I think it makes sense. So if you think it makes sense too, give me a call. Um, aside from that, what else do we got cooking? Well, I really need some private lenders because as I'm coming across these deals right now, these smaller multifamily ones are pretty much just the warm-up. And that is what I'm training the associate on. And that's why we're finding most of these smaller multifamily properties right now because that's all I have been working on um, and for the most part that's what my buyers have been looking for so I've uh, got some bigger properties out there as well that uh, well bigger buyers for bigger properties out there that we just haven't got to yet working on 300 plus units working on two separate properties that are 250 units a piece about and uh they've got some smaller multifamily stuff cooking sarasota like 11 units there got eight units um near the mall in saint pete it's like five minutes from the water it's like a straight shot to treasure island and then uh, got a number of other opportunities underway right now. Working on a 6,000 square foot warehouse. Working on a, a lot of different stuff in the works. Right now though, in the book shift, uh, I think it was forwarded by Gary Keller. They say that there's going to be a lot more leasing activity. And guess what we're seeing right now? A lot more leasing activity. Shocker. And I called this six to eight months ago, and I was telling everybody that in a shift, leasing activity goes way up. And guess what? Leasing activity is way up. So the only reason I can say that I called that is because I read that book, and it's basically like reading a crystal ball. It's pretty cool to do that, and I highly recommend it if you are an agent or an investor. So it's also just got me thinking about where incomes are going to be at and where everyone's financials are going to be at credit card debt is very high right now and uh it's just mounting mounting debt and it's just hard to see this happen to people across the country you know everyone's living paycheck to paycheck and the money management skills of the consumers of the United States, and I say consumers with emphasis, um, not really savers, um, you know, continues to be at our detriment. So, you know, we need to make sure that you're putting money aside, you are harboring good money management habits, and at the end of it all, you have something to show for it and to pass down and whatnot. 
There's so many people down here in Florida that are just retired early. They're smart. They're business savvy. And they're out here just having a good time in good weather, doing all types of crazy stuff. And they're sitting on this equity multiple that's just beyond me. I mean, probably about a 5 to 8x multiple if they had bought anywhere between 2010 to like 2014. That spot in history in the last, I'm going to say 100 years, was probably easily top five best buying times in the last hundred years. So I'm just looking at all these properties now with an equity multiple of 10x, 10 times the amount that they bought it for. I mean, some of these houses now have at least a 10% down payment, if not a lot more, in order to get the loan, get the deal, whatever. And it's just ridiculous to me that somebody bought something for 400000 that today is worth 400000 And it hasn't even been a decade. Hasn't even been a decade. And if, I'm, if they bought it for 35000 and today it's worth 350000 and I buy that house from them today at 350000 Does that mean in 10 years from now, my property is going to be worth $3.5 million? Huh, well, let's think on that. I don't think so. So, you know, I don't agree with a lot of the... Th this conversation was actually brought up today when I was meeting with a business owner. And they were like, you know... A lot of those city officials like to use and toss that word equity around. And I don't really like that. I've been a business owner my whole life. I've always made ends meet from the value and services that I provided. And like, yeah, you know, I respect that. And I agree with them. But at the same time, given that example, somebody that's 35 in 2012 you know, that just entered their peak earning years and they're out here buying properties for 20% down, like below 50,000 a door or for the whole damn property if it's a duplex, triplex or whatever. And they're racking up just dozens, dozens of units over the last couple of years or not, not just the last couple of years, over the last 10 years. And they're sitting on several hundred units right now, and they're just refining all their properties at record low interest rates. And the tenants are just going to pay them all off. I mean, okay, uh, sorry that it just cut out right there. I had an alarm go off, and then it cut the recording short. But basically what I was saying is that, you know, they're racking up dozens, hundreds of properties over the last 10, 12 years, and... Then at the end of it all, they refi at near bottom dollar interest rates 
And then now everyone's just going to be stuck footing the bill for the next 30 years and basically force into renter and tenantship, you know, you will own nothing and be happy. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. I don't really own anything right now and I'm fucking miserable, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, hate to say it, I'm young. I'm 24 years old. I'm hungry. I'm hustling. I'm out here doing everything in my power. I'm working out. I'm eating clean. I'm making calls on a daily basis. I'm sending emails. I'm creating property packets. I'm doing everything in my power to get deals done. And every time I'm having these conversations with people, it brings you down a bit. And I'm tired. I'm so tired of hearing people tell me that it's a bad market. I've been hearing it's a bad market for the last three fucking years I've been doing this. And it gets really old. It gets really freaking old. Okay? Buy by the fucking numbers. If you get a deal that makes sense, do the damn deal. I don't give a shit what market it is. If you've ever heard of dollar cost averaging, you get some money, you got some money to invest, do it now. The best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. The second best time is right now. Cliche but true. So don't be one of those people that's like, oh my God, I'm going to wait until we have a better president. Oh, I don't know what's happening with COVID and these eviction moratoriums. Oh, I don't know. These interest rates just started going up. Like all of those things I've heard time and time and time and time again over the last few years. And honestly, it just feels like a bunch of bullshit because if they had enough money, they'd be looking for a place to park it. And I damn near guarantee you they're putting that in real estate. So I don't know. I'm looking into the future. I'm speculating. Nobody has a crystal ball. And it just makes me wonder where we're headed. And do the people in my generation have that much more emphasis on owning their own property and investing in real estate? Or are they mostly geared towards renting, leasing, having the flexibility to up and move every few years. Um, yeah, I don't think that my generation is really that stabilized or I don't know how to say it, put in place and just willing to get to know everybody in their town and then it's been like three generations there. Like, I just don't think that that is our generation. Personally, that's not the case for me. I up and left Bel Air, Maryland, went to school in North Carolina, then moved down to Florida right after graduating. And I'm 24. I lived in another country in Madrid for six months as well. And that was freaking awesome. And uh, I love to travel. I love doing all of those things. But you know, right now, I am a little bit settled down here until the real estate practice really takes off. And the thing that I'm noticing about investing here is that you're looking at some really low freaking cap rates. So you better have some buyers with sizable down payments 
that are looking for higher exit prices and then buying at lower cap rates. So that is basically what the moral of the story here in St. Petersburg and Tampa is. Because the average cap rate out here right now is like maybe five and a half percent. Meanwhile, rates are even higher than that. Like, not quite sure how that coincides with one another. Granted, I mean, that, that's statistics and data from CoStar. I don't know if that's looping in data from over the last 365 days or the last 180 days. If that's, you know, considering assumable loan debt, I'm not sure. But either way that's where the numbers lie right now and I really like this game the whole real estate investing game you get in there you get a good deal you renovate it you get better tenants and then you sell and you do that you do that time and time and time again and you do that for 15, 20 years. And at the end of that, you're going to be sitting on tens of millions of dollars worth of real estate that cash flow every month and pay you a very solid income. And we're, we've been due for a correction for a while, so it's not like we haven't seen it coming. But <laughs> what I will say from a full-time broker... <clears throat> it's very hard being in this environment right now. And there are a ton of people out there that just do not and would not have the stomach for this role. Because every single day when you wake up, if you do not have a closing in progress, you, you don't have any money coming in other than exactly what's in your bank account at that time to put food on your table for you, your children, to make your bills. It's not like, you know, somebody that's just starting out has a bunch of real estate already that's cash flowing. And I'm one of those people, I have all of the knowledge that I need. Granted, I know I have some blind spots and not everybody's perfect, but I work like crazy. And I read, I study, I learn, I network. I'm cold calling, getting in front of all these owners. I'm having conversations with all different types of people and all different types of professions all day, every day. And what I'm coming to find out is that I just need to be doing these damn deals myself. So many of these bomb and pop owners are holding onto these properties and they're just not selling. Why would they have to sell? They're not motivated. They're sitting on millions of dollars of real estate that they bought for 10% of what its current valuation is and their monthly payment on that property, which is pretty much all cash except for their insurance and taxes, which more or less is already being paid for anyway by the tenant. Like, they're just 
sitting on so much cash flow. They can go do whatever they All right, so my alarm went off again, and I have to restart this episode. But where I left off with was these property owners that are sitting on millions of dollars worth of real estate that they bought for 10%, maybe 25, 30, 40% even, 50% even, whatever of what its current valuation is. And they're just cash flowing this thing hand over fist, month after month, especially if they're short-term renting it. I mean, the amount of cash that they're bringing in is just unimaginable. And I see it constantly, all the time, out here. And, man, um, wow, it's it's frustrating as somebody that doesn't own any real estate. And I'm in this full-time, all day, every single day. And I see deal after deal after deal. And I can see the numbers. I can make the numbers work. And yet, I don't have any private lender relations built out to where I can call up and say, hey, I need a million bucks. I just found a 12-unit property for $800,000. It's block built 1983, all 2-1 units. And let's just say that it's in like Brandon or West Tampa, or Clearwater, or Palmetto, Bradenton, Lakeland even, like whatever, like anywhere out here, that's going to be a pretty damn good deal, a damn good deal, and those deals don't really exist right now, and I, I find some of the best deals on the market that you can get, and as somebody that started off in wholesale, I could very easily get that property under contract and then go look for a buyer to assume that contract or you know double close it to on the back end. And you know, I don't like that I don't like that business. Just don't like doing it. And it's pretty crazy to me that you know deals like that exist and I'm not able to go and take advantage of that and I feel that a lot of other people my age feel the same way but then again I know of a lot of other people my age that are in tech sales that have made a ton of money leading up to the height of the market, which was like November, 2021. And, um, you know, they're sitting on six figure salaries and they're just going on golf trips, going on vacations, making tons of money, living in their own houses, driving their nice cars. They're all getting fucking married. Some of them are having kids like, Okay, great, good for you. But at the end of the day, I don't know that they would necessarily know how to make an income for themselves if they were tossed out into the real world. You know? Do I have a chip on my shoulder? Yeah, for sure I do. And 
part of that is because I was going to go into tech sales and I was going to be making all that money. But would I have the knowledge that I have now? Heck no, I wouldn't. If I made, let's say I was putting away 50% of all the money that I was making and I was making six figures. If I was, yeah, that's actually like near impossible. Let's say it was like 30%. So let's just say I was putting away $30,000 for the last three years. I mean, let's just say I had like 80 grand saved up. Would I know what to do with that? No. Not really. Would I know what to do with that today? Hell yeah, I would. Hell yeah, I would. So, you just got to make the money, do the deals, earn your stripes. And that's where I'm at right now. And it's times like these that I know I need to appreciate the struggle. And in the future, when I do make it and I do succeed and I'm looking back on all these times, I'll be thankful for everything that I did now. And it's going to be all that much more rewarding when I do get it and make it. But even still... If I had a hack and somebody gave me half a million dollars, I could do a hell of a lot of good with that right now. Hell of a lot of good. With a half a million dollars, I could take half of it, go buy a property management company, and then I could take the other half, use it as a down payment on a multifamily property. I'd have two horizontally integrated businesses or vertically, whatever. And they would just create a feedback loop one another. And at that point, it's not a matter of, you know, wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait, that whole thing. The interest rates cycle time and time again. And every time the rate gets lower than what you're at, Refi. Refi, refi, refi. You pull the equity out. You use it as a down payment to go buy another property. And every 10 years, this occurs. Give or take. And now, we've just started another cycle. Which means... And Middle America is being pushed out, by the way. Just so you know. <coughs> And in this next cycle, you need to make it a priority to purchase as many properties, as many units as you can, multifamily or warehouse or developable land. <sighs> Build up a massive portfolio. I'm only 24 right now. I know that I have time. I know that there's a lot of things that are going to happen in my lifetime that are unexpected. And I'm prepared for those things. I expect the unexpected. And I don't expect this to be easy. <clears throat> but... 
It's just a matter of time. Anyway, until next episode. Catch you next time.